Thank you, Father. All right. Well, we're going through the Torah. We're in the place of uh, Leviticus, where there's uh, lots of sacrifices going on. It's one of those places that if you just, you know, want to, like, take a nap, if you want, like, one of those uh, places in Scripture where you're, like, it's 10 o'clock at night and you're just looking for a little something to read just to put you to sleep, it's one of those kind of verses that if you just, you know, want to read it in the natural just to go to sleep, it probably will help. You know, it's like one of those verses where, like, the church is like, okay, we don't really need this anymore. Because Yeshua is the mediator of a better covenant, and that's true. But is there something even in these scriptures that is beyond the letter, that is beyond just reading about these sacrifices that, you know, can kind of put us to sleep? The Torah has the most amazing stories, some of the most amazing stories that are in the scripture. The whole the Torah does. It's got creation, it's got Abraham, it's got the flood, it's got the patriarchs, it's got Moses and the Exodus. It's got um, the, the Passover, it's got Mount Sinai, it's got the most amazing stories in it. But inter interwoven in these riveting stories are these, these verses that it's like, okay, and then there's the, 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 the sin offering, and then it's got, this is what you do, and then there's the guilt offering, and then there's the, the peace offering, and you got to bring this with the peace offering. And if you don't have the money for that, you can bring in the, a, a bird offering, or whatever it's called, where it's like, it's less than a bull, we can't afford it. And then, you don't have that, you bring the grain offering, and this is how you do the grain offering, and uh, then there's a Thanksgiving offering, you know, and it's got all these different offerings, and you're like, okay, snooze-orama city. You know, it wasn't snooze-orama city to the people who lived it, because that was their way of connecting with Adonai. You know, so it's like, like, you know, I'm walking along the desert, and all of a sudden, ah! I fell into a ditch. I fell 20 feet. I'm like, oh! I'm okay. Oh, thank you, God. I'm going to bring a Thanksgiving offering. Where's my cow? This is how thankful I am, Father, to you. And the priest is like, <laughs> It's how they connected with God. You know, the, the Thanksgiving offering was a, a voluntary offering. The burnt offering was voluntary. It's like, you know, like we're just, we just want to give praise and thanks to God. We, just, we give it praise. And that is a greater covenant. It comes from our hearts. Because Yeshua is the mediator of a better covenant. He's the high priest. And he's the sacrifice. Amen. He's all these things. So all these offerings come from our hearts. But back then, it was a foreshadow of the greater thing. So it's like, I'm going to give praise to God. Mm. <laughs> or if I can't afford that. <laughs> or if you're a vegetarian, you know, we heard about the bread offering yesterday. It was, these were voluntary offerings. And then you have the sin offering, and the sin offering was not a voluntary offering. And then the guilt offering, and that wasn't a voluntary offering. And then when I first read that, I was like, okay, what's the difference between a sin offering and a guilt offering? Like, they sound kind of the same. Like, okay, if you're giving, I get it. 
I have sinned, so I'm going to give an offering, you know, but what's it? Is that, isn't that the guilt offering too? I'm guilty. You know, so the sin offering, when you read about it, is for, for, for sins that you do unintentionally. You know, like you, you screwed up, you just didn't know it. You know, you're walking down the street, and, you know, your, your block, you know, there's a bicycle there on the side of the road, and you're like, hmm, that's a nice bike. I don't know who that belongs to. You know, you go back home, go to sleep. Next day, the bike's still there. And you're asking your neighbors around, like, "Sure, who's this bike? I don't know. Like, heck, I don't think it belongs to anybody. You know, take it. Ring, ring. <laughs> so you're, you're going on your bike. You got the bell going. Ding, 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 ding. All of a sudden, your neighbor, or some other neighbor, is like, "Whoa, hey man, that's my bike." Bicycle. <laughs> what? Bicycle. 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 All right, all right, all right. Bicycle. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so then your neighbor goes, "Okay, like that's my bike, man." And you go, "Whoa, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's, it's okay." Hey, what are you doing on my bike? I didn't know. It's okay. Here, take the bike. I didn't know. I didn't know it was yours. I didn't mean to steal. I didn't know. So, it, it, believe me, I don't want it. You know, it was an accident. I didn't accident. It was an accident. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you know? In old days, days of the old sacrificial system, you gotta bring up sin offering. That's the sin offering. Like, you, you screwed up. You just didn't know. You didn't mean to. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't think of anything wrong. All of a sudden, oh, I guess I did. Sin offering. Unintentional. Right? The guilt offering is like, hmm, that's a nice bike. I think I saw my neighbor on that. Hmm. I think he's on vacation. Whoosh. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I, okay, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Put it into your garage. A couple days later, your neighbor's walking around. What? I left it here. What is this thing? It goes over to you. You see my bicycle? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't see it, man. Are you sure? I left there. I didn't see it. I don't know where it is. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God starts to work on you. I did something wrong there, buddy. That wasn't too cool. You know, one that was before, you didn't mean to do anything, no problem. Now you're meant to do something. You're guilty. You gotta repent. So you go, hey buddy, I gotta tell you, it was me. Ding ding. <laughs> ding ding. You cool, man? Here's the bike. Sorry, I was wrong by taking it. And then you got to, according to scripture, add a fifth to it, right? So you got to return, you got to undo the wrong by returning what is owed the person that was wrong. And you got to add a fifth to it. That's like, all right, here's your bike. And a basket. And a basket. Or, uh, I'll, let's let's kind of go, let's go to Starbucks. I'll buy you a grande latte. Kind of go over and above, you know? And then, 
you got to present the offering. This is now back in old times. You got the Old Testament times sacrificial system. Then you got to bring your guilt offering. That's the guilt offering. And the guilt offering is always a ram. Okay? And, you know, when you read these things, these are the things that's like snooze city. Like, okay, I don't care. But I was like, I don't even know what a ram is. Like, what's a ram? Outside of a Dodge truck. <laughs> I didn't even know what a ram is. And then you look into it, and you're like, it's adult male sheep. So, a lamb, lamb with an L, is a baby sheep, and then a ram is a mature sheep, right? So it takes maturity, spiritual maturity. Say, so you know what? I, I I screwed up, and I'm gonna make amends, right? So it takes maturity. The, the ram, I did some research. You know what? A ram is not just a male, a grown male sheep. It's a grown male sheep that's intact. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that means? <laughs> it's not bullets, not blanks. <laughs> oh, we got kids in the room. Yeah. I'll keep it down. <laughs> not fixed. There it is. Not fixed. <laughs> and it takes a set to kind of do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it takes maturity and it takes. Courage <laughs> to do that. So that a ram, that's what a ram represents. I mean, us, us husbands, we know how it is in the house, right? Our wives come to us, right? Because us husbands, sometimes we just don't know what we're doing. Right? We don't know what we're doing. Honey, this is the wife. Honey, did you see my... Did you see my... Cosmopolitan magazine? Yeah, I threw it away. What? I needed that. I wanted that. Why'd you throw it away? I don't know. I thought it was garbage. I just threw it away. I needed it. I'm sorry. Sin offering. Unintentional. Till next month. Because, guys, sometimes we have very short memories. You know, we don't know what we're doing. Next month, the subscription comes into the mail. Cosmopolitan, eh. garbage. Your honey's looking for it. Honey, did you see my Cosmopolitan magazine? Uh oh. Uh, no, I didn't see it. No, I don't know where you short. He threw it out last month. No, I didn't throw it out. I really didn't. And then, like later on, honey, I threw it out again. How can you throw it out? told you that I need it, but you admitted it. Sin offering, I mean guilt offering. The priest said, done, forgiven, not guilty, done, it's done. Amen. Then why do I still feel so guilty? The Old Testament sacrificial system was powerless against that. How do I know this? That's what it says in the book of Hebrews. It says that it was powerless against the conscience of the worshiper. This is 
why Yeshua is the mediator of a better covenant. Because when it's done, it's done. Yet, so many of us in the body of Messiah are operating with an Old Testament sacrificial system mindset where we recognize the sacrifice that He is the sin offering, that He is the guilt offering. Yet we still have this burden within us when the Spirit of Adonai is saying, it's done. It's done. Completo. When he said it is finished, that was the high priest overseeing the guilt offering that says, according to Torah, it's forgiven. It's done. But we carry this thing within us. It says in scripture, it's Acts 13. I believe this is Peter talking. Kepha, Peter. <laughs> saying that Messiah, through him, we are forgiven of things that even we're not forgiven of according to Torah. I didn't make that up. Acts 13. And there are things according to Torah that you're just not forgiven for. You know, you kill somebody, done. Cut off. Right? There are things according to Torah you're just not forgiven. We are forgiven of, of all things through Messiah and that's and that sacrifice. But we were also forgiven when he took care of the big difference between what he did and what that ram did is that he takes care of our heads where this guilt is still trying to operate and the spirit of Adonai says that is what Acts 13 is talking about mm -hmm. when it says that you're forgiven of things that are even unforgivable according to Torah it's the things that's in our heads it's an, that's the elevation. It takes care of the issue and it takes care of the head. But the spirit of Adonai today wants to deal with the head. Our conscience. Because the act is forgiven. Because some things, like we screw up, like, okay. The Cosmopolitan magazine. <laughs> okay, I won't do it again, I guess. You know? But it's fairly a small thing. You know what I mean? But there are things that we deal with that are, that are tough. And Adonai knows. He knows how we're created. He knows what's difficult for us. He knows the sins that we just have real trouble breaking through. He knows these things. All right, you got to stop doing that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I could if I would. I would stop being an addict if I had the ability to stop. And I'm trying, but I keep messing up. And it's forgiven. Ah, oh, I screwed up. I repent, I don't know. It's done. Done, done. Done, done, done. 
I'm going to leave that beside. Yeshua is in us. We know that. We, we so focus on and we so believe in that you're in love with Yeshua is here now. He's within us. Sometimes we do got to go back to the cross. It's the guilt that he brought there too. And not just the sin, but the feeling of guilt. The aftermath feeling of like, oh, I can't conquer this thing. I tell you what the spirit, the spirit of Adonai is saying, deal with the guilt and watch this 500 pound barbell become like this. Because right now, today, you don't have the strength to deal with this. But deal with that guilt. Say, I'm, I repent and I'm going to leave it behind. Leave it. Repent. Leave it. And not entertain the thoughts of guilt. Watch that 500 pound barbell become like this. Because it's the, it's the guilt that's the hook of the adversary. So when that animal takes off the ring from the nose, there ain't nothing that can hook it. Then there's not anything that can hook onto it anymore. So that's when, when the sun sets free, is free. Indeed. Indeed. You know where that scripture comes from? We say it a lot. When the sun sets free, it's free indeed. You know, he was talking to some Jewish people who believed in him, it says. There's some Jewish believers back then, too. It said the Jewish people, it's in the book of John, John, I don't know. And he's talking to some people, Jewish people, and they, they believed in him. And Yeshua said, the truth shall set you free. And they got offended. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who are you talking about setting free? We're children of Abraham, man. We ain't slaves to nobody. We read the stories. Our ancestors came through Egypt. They were set free. What are you talking about? We need to be set free. We're children of Abraham. We're already free. It's like, you're, you're slaves to sin. But... The slave only stays in the house temporarily. And that's Torah. He was speaking their language. Because we know in Torah, you're a slave only for until that uh, year of uh, Shemitah, that seven-year cycle, and then you're released. There's seven again. There's seven again. And the slave goes out of the house. Four stays if he decides. Right. But the son, right, exactly. But the son, the servant, stays forever. Amen. So who the Son sets free is free indeed. So when he says who is free is free indeed. And when he says free indeed, he means free, done. Free, done, done, done. Free, no kidding. Free times 10,000. Three times a gazillion billion. Three times infinity. Infinity and beyond. <laughs> the Spirit of God is seeking to set his people free from a feeling that you're not free.
Alright, some revelation sometimes has to return. Sometimes you say things, you forget about it, it comes back later. A few months ago, I think, I was sharing about something, a little thing called a broken record. Everybody here know what a record is? <laughs> Just to go on a record player? 33 RPM, or 45 RPM, or 78 RPM. I remember my little 78 RPM record player when I was a kid, it had little children's songs in it. And then the 45s were the singles. And then the 33 RPMs are the, are the albums, you know, which are now like the CDs or pitch it down, you know, the full things that get downloaded. Records. And all of a sudden the record would break. It's called broken record. So for those who don't know what a broken record is, you may think, okay, oh, by the way, a record is like, it looks like a CD, it's a lot bigger. For those who weren't around in times of records. It's a big thing, right? Put the needle on it, and it plays a song. All of a sudden, it breaks. So you think like a broken record, okay, that's not taking a record and going, Goosh. no, that's not what a broken record is. Broken record, teeny, 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 little scratch on this thing. That prevents the music from progressing. The guilt that we feel is the scratch in the record. It stops the music from playing. It stops from getting to the next point. But to move beyond that, we think, oh my gosh, it's so huge. Yeshua, he's the guilt offering. He's the ram with the intact parts. He's the one. He's the one that lifts the 500 pound dumbbell, barbell. Dumbbell. <laughs> He's the one. That's the hard part. He's done that. To move that needle so the music can continue playing. We think it's a 500 pound dumbbell, but he took the barbell. But he took care of that. All it takes to move the needle is this. Doink. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. I'm telling you right now, whenever you're feeling you, you mess up, there's something, there's something that's just a, a thorn in your flesh and you can't get rid of it and you repent and you're like, I don't know, help, because I keep doing this thing all over and over and over again. Once that guilt comes in, I'm telling you, just go like this. Doink. <laughs> Come on, say it with me. One, two, three. Doink. I'm telling you. That's all, it is. That's all it is. That's not the 500-pound thing that you're trying to conquer. But we can say doink and 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 put our head back into alignment so the music can continue to play. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you can keep going doink, but just do it. Doink until the cows come home. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is the hook. That is the hook. It's our thinking that's the hook. It's not the sin. The sin is taken care of on the cross. The, the, the thinking is the hook. Get rid of the hook and watch this thing be conquered. And watch this thing be conquered. Isaiah 53, 
speaks about somebody we know very well. It says that he was made a guilt offering. And when he makes himself a guilt offering, he will see seed and prolong his days. So the will of the Lord will be accomplished. The Hebrew word that's used there in Isaiah 53 for guilt offering is asham. It's the exact same Hebrew word used for the guilt offering that we read about in this Torah portion. He is the guilt offering. So today, the spirit of the Lord within me seeks to set the body of Messiah free from being feeling stuck in a teeny little scratch in the beautiful music, which is you, from progressing forward. Flesh. 
but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Messiah Yeshua has made me free from the law of sin and death. <laughs> For what the law could not do, what couldn't the law do? It was clarified in the book of Hebrews. It can't touch our heads. Our kepis, my grandfather used to call it my kepi. That's Yiddish. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who don't walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I tell you right now, the feelings of guilt that you have after this thing has been done is mind on the flesh. So progress beyond that. Conquer the guilt and watch Adonai deal with the thing that you can struggle.